Today on Ovias and Gilio, yeah, I finally got religion and agree with Gilio on how the Panthers should be handling Bryce Young this preseason, getting him ready for regular season week one. How did I get to that point? Well, you can thank Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders. Speaking of former North Carolina quarterbacks, Drake May will be in the NFL as well. Sam Howell had an opportunity with UNC, came up a little bit short. How can UNC prevent that from happening again? with Drake May. If you haven't done so already, give us five stars on your favorite podcast platform. Shout out to everybody who helped us get over 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. And if you haven't bought a t-shirt yet, no worries. Breaking Tea's got plenty of them. Check them out online at breakingtea.com slash OG. Positive vibes only. OG. 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 Let's podcast alongside Joe Gillio. I'm Joe Ovius inside the Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties. Give me some of that brass monkey back, please. Why? I pour one out. Why? Ravens, first preseason loss I since know. 2015. I know. I know. It's impressive, man. It's, the streak is over. Dude, the most impressive part about it was like Washington was celebrating. Like they made... Washington care <laughs> about this street. We're going to be the ones <laughs> That's that the make this happen. Going to be the ones that make this happen. Uh, before we get into last night's Monday night football game and all the fun and frivolity, I, I have takes on Sam Howell that actually have more to do with Washington than it has to do with Sam Howell and how they played Sam Howell last night hmm. and tie that into what we're seeing with Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. But thanks to Copiers Plus, check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Print management document, cloud solutions. It's about making your workplace way more efficient than it already is. You might be losing money without even realizing it because of mismanaged print solutions. Copiers Plus can take care of that for you. Get an assessment. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. All right, so Monday Night Football was a big opportunity for people to see Sam Howell as officially the starter. I feel like if Sam Howell were an NC State player, last night would have gotten way more burn. But there's a weird kind of like, I'm not saying North Carolina fans weren't interested in what Sam Howell was doing last night. But I feel like State has really glommed on to the whole QBU thing because of Phillip Rivers and Russell Wilson, Mike Lennon and the like. But with Sam Howell, here's a guy who's finally, here's your quarterback who's finally starting. Like legitimately for a team that this area historically typically has a little relationship to, and it was kind of a subdued thing until Joe, until Sam Howell started cooking. And what I watched last night on Monday night football was very much Sam Howell football. The offensive line was a little shaky. He ran around, took a couple sacks that he shouldn't have taken. Where have I seen that before? Ah, yes. At North Carolina. You also had a few lasers making plays accuracy. Where have I seen that before? Ah, yes. North Carolina. The only curiosity that I have, and I wish I could talk to Sam Howell this morning, buddy. So in the ACC, in college football, when you're pinballing pinballing around to the end zone, kind of bounced off dudes. I didn't really see you bouncing off guys the way you thought you could bounce off guys last night. They hit a little bit different in the NFL. I'm wondering just how sore he is this morning, but I was impressed with what I saw with Sam Howell, and it's something you and I talked about last year. That when he was drafted by Washington, there was going to be an opportunity for him, given their quarterback room. He finally got that opportunity late. He's taking it over. He's your starter. And I like what I saw last night. It didn't make sense that he fell to the fifth round last year. Same. After what he put up at Carolina. And a lot of it was a a knock on the offense. That's what I had heard. It was was the offense that he ran at Carolina. There wasn't Mm -hmm. a lot of reads. It was one play. Basically, we didn't see enough out of him. You watching? The, the, <laughs> what were you watching? If that the, was the idea the last first, year, the first time I saw Sam Howell play, I actually texted Mike Archer and I said, "He reminds me of Russ because mm-hmm. he does. He throws a great deep ball. He's always throwing a great deep ball. Helps to have Deami Brown there. You saw the connection. Oh, you saw again the connection early night, on, right? Right. Yes. yes. Taking a little note there for the uh, for the fantasy draft. <laughs> One of those late deals. But no, I I think he has a he, I think he has a, he has the right skill set for the NFL, and I think this is a great opportunity for him. We said that last year, mm-hmm. and even more so now because the, this is his team and this is his chance. 
And I think you'll see him take the, the most of that opportunity. And that started last night in, in a game that, quite frankly, people cared about. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, the people on the field care about, which is remarkable when you think about the context of the preseason, because we've had a lot of conversations about, well, what does the preseason matter? Mm-hmm. Right. And the Ravens, if you don't know, they had won 24 straight preseason games, obviously an NFL record. Like people didn't even know it was a thing until la- last year. Two years ago, it started to pick up. Two years ago, a little bit of steam with gamblers. Mm-hmm. And then last year, it became like this thing like, well, wait a second. They haven't lost <laughs> since 2015 in the preseason. And obviously, last night, they didn't have Lamar Jackson in the game. It wasn't like they haven't been out there trying, you know, keeping their starters. And now, Justin Tucker is known to hit like a 60-yarder a of the preseason to win a game or mm-hmm. two. Uh, but you saw the reaction last night. And you saw kind of the treatment from ESPN, the Monday night treatment. And, and you know, obviously, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were aware of it. This is, and, why, this is why it was a big deal last night. And, like, the, and this, the way that Washington players celebrated, too, as they should have. As, as John Harbaugh said, hey, that was a, that was a tough fought game. It was. But I think the, the reason why I kind of used last night as a jumping off point for Sam Howell specifically he was named the starter last Friday. Ron Rivera named him officially the starter I mean, last Friday. He, he seen, was last offseason. He was. He was. It was just a matter of time until they were actually going to do it. And you can get into the semantics of, you know, how have they built him up? Should they have just named him the starter from the jump? What kind of faux competition do you have? All that stuff. Is and just, he fell to the fifth round, if you don't remember, from 2022. He's mm-hmm. a guy who went into his senior year where people were talking about him potentially. Heisman. Well, not only Heisman, but first round pick. Maybe yeah. even that Baker Mayfield model of has a huge year and goes one, one mm-hmm. and ends up obviously being disappointed by the fifth round placement. But you know what? He's in a good situation right now for him. My only concern, my only concern for Sam Howell is the organization he's on. All right. He got new owners. New I own- think Rivera is steady as you could be, but Rivera also has now he's not the most creative guy in the history of the world on offense. He's I will, not. I will say that to you. Yes. He is not. There's that. There's also the weird preseason camp so far with Eric Bieniemy, Sure. Because like last night, as much as the story might be about Baltimore and their streak, it might be about Sam Howell. There's also an element with Eric Bieniemy and all eyes being on him to be the play caller. As I jokingly tweeted last night, man, Andy Reid cooked up a hell of a play call sequence for Sam Howell last night on that opening drive. He gets all those credits. For he now, gets right, credit forever, for that, right? right? Andy Reid gets credit for that. Clearly, clearly that's, that's the way it works. But, 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 thing, Ron, though, but, but that feels like a tempest in a teapot. But that just quick, feels but, like they're making a big deal out of it's Washington. somebody saying, hey, yeah, Eric is a little bit of a red ass. But Ron didn't help. That's no, the thing. He, he did not help. Ron didn't he did help. Not help. And you'd think Ron, who's been around the block a few times, would know better with the ultimate red ass, Ditka. Right. He would be like, <laughs> Played for hey, it. man, it's whatever. <laughs> and also understanding how the media in Washington works by yeah. now. I mean, it's not his first season in no. D.C. Ron knows how these things work out, how they'll turn everything into a big deal. So he just added fuel to the fire with Eric Bieniemy. In a way, it's probably good for Sam Howell that he can still kind of operate under the radar because the focus is going to be on Eric Bieniemy and the focus is going to be on Josh Harris, the new owner. Uh, but I do feel like last night was justification for the way Sam Howell put in the work last year. Finally got that opportunity, has taken the most advantage of the opportunity. But again, when I when I bring up the fact that things seem to be more distractions in D.C. than anything else, you know what the story ended up being last night? Or at least on social media. It wasn't necessarily about Sam Howell. Is whether or not Josh Harris, the new owner of the Washington football team, and Joe Buck had an awkward exchange and who, whose fault it was. Did you see the handshake? I did. I, I pulled it up on uh, CJ Zero has a GIF version of it. Here's the thing. Here's all I'm going to say. As somebody who's awkward with handshakes and daps and everything else, if you try to dap me up, it's going to be the most awkward thing you've ever seen. Sometimes post-pandemic, I don't know. Are we still doing fist bumps? We shaking hands? I'm still confused. Oh, you want a hug? Ooh, I don't don't know about that. I'm hugging you, but I'm still hitting you. I might do that. Joe Buck talks with his hands. Joe Buck extended his hand almost like he was going to shake Josh Harris's hand. Josh might have got into that brass monkey yesterday. He might have been hitting that brass monkey stash like we did yesterday. And I don't blame. It's back it's here, gone, by the way. Right? It's like, all gone. It's, I drank it's it safely all. gone. I drank right? it all. I feel like Josh, I've been watching this breakdown a couple of times. I don't feel it's Josh's fault. It was Joe Buck who was being awkward. He had the hand out. Josh sees hand extended. Okay, fine. I'll shake your hand. You want to shake hands? Cool. Let's shake hands. Right. I think Josh was just excited. 
Yeah, baby. To be perfectly honest with you. He probably was. Monday Night he Football owns a team now. Feels good. One other note, and we'll tie this into the Carolina Panthers. I commend the way the Washington football team had a full half for Sam Howell. If he's going to be the guy, get him ready for the first game of the season. And they basically played that game like it was a regular season game. They were not playing around. They were not messing around. They weren't being intentionally vanilla. They weren't doing any of that stuff. They got one more preseason game for Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. So how is Frank Reich going to handle this? He had press availability earlier in the week. I pulled it up on the Panthers YouTube channel. Here's what he had to say. Yes, I feel he'll be ready. Um, you know, he's he's very accomplished mentally, maturity-wise. Um, you know, it's always that, that healthy tension between, you know, getting him enough reps, getting our guys enough reps, and exposing them to undue risk of injury. And, and honestly, especially last week with, you know, when you go up against that defensive scheme we went up against last week where it's a blitz fest or, or it can be a blitz fest, it's like, ah, you know, is it really how much of it is worth it? It was great to prepare for it, to have to go through the mental exercise of, hey, we got to get ready for all these blitzes. Um, but then, you know, you just wait. It's risk reward on how much do you play. So that's Frank Reich on how much they've played Bryce Young to this point in the season. They got one more preseason game. Uh, maybe I caught religion last night, Joe. I like the way that Washington handled Sam Howell. It made me wonder why aren't they doing more of this with Bryce Young to get him ready for week one and what could be a year in which they can win the division. We know how weak the division is. It's a not-for-long league to go full-on cliche. I, I, it makes me wonder what we're going to see yeah. in the last preseason I game. mean, to be clear, there's not one way to do that this. Was tomato, tomato, okay. half empty, half full. Because we saw this with McVay his first year with the Rams. They didn't mm. do anything in the preseason. Right. They went to the Super Bowl. Okay, so I get it. There the Ravens, by the way, the streak. How many Super Bowls did they win during that streak? So we'll get to some of those numbers, but just <laughs> want to give a quick shout out to Isaac Nance on Twitter, who, who after watching yesterday's episode, gave me this meme about the Detroit Lions from 2008 when they went 4-0 in the preseason and then, of course, did not win of a course, football game. Of so, course, of course. Fair. That's a the, great point, these, Isaac. These things, okay. yes. So there, are, yes. there are different ways to go about this. And I think it's important to note again from last night with Baltimore, Lamar Jackson didn't play at all. So it's not like... What Baltimore does is they prepare everybody on the roster to be in a competitive situation. And yes, they use their kicker at times. They're their, their hall of fame kicker at times to mm. win some games, but for the most part, they're just trying to be competitive and be prepared for the season. So Baltimore's record, they've won 24 straight. They had won 24 straight preseason games. Mm. It goes back to the 2016 preseason Baltimore's record in September. While you are correct, they haven't been to the Super Bowl. Uh, they have made the playoffs four times since 2016. And since in, in those years in September, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, those seven years in September, they're 16 and seven. That sets you up in a good position to make the playoffs, which they've done four of those seven years, right? Yeah. So the Panthers conversely in those seven years have gone 12 and 10 in September. So that's not giving, that's not putting you in a great position to put yourself to make the playoffs. And since 2016, the Panthers have made the playoffs once in those seven seasons. So that's what I'm talking about. I just want to see you in a competitive situation. There's not yeah. one way to do it, right? I get it. I appreciate Isaac. I appreciate your take too. Like it, it is the preseason, but you want to see the, com the compete level is, at such that you are I'm prepared. With you and what you saw last night with Sam Howell was, hey, we have a quarterback who could use some of these reps because there is a difference between practice and there is a difference between, you know, even a game at the end of the year last year where they weren't in the playoff hunt. Mm -hmm. So you want to get those reps. You want to look at a guy and to your point about vanilla or holding something back. I don't believe coaches do that anyway. Yeah. Uh, unless it's a super secret, like McVeigh situation or McDaniel last year in Miami where you're like, I've never seen this guy call plays before. Well, we know what Frank Wright does. Yeah. I mean, Frank, I guess is a 16 year old, 62 year old grown ass man. We, we have his we, book. We have, we have, we know what's him. going on. With yes. Him. Okay. Housekeeping. Another day, another shirt. I got the positive vibes only shirt today. Shout out to our youth listener at the Publix yesterday wearing the hoodie. <laughs> oh, really? Stop. No, I was wearing the hoodie. Yeah, I'm you were in the, the hoodie yesterday. Yeah. And I totally, like I spaced out. I'm like, well, this is our merch. Well, wait a second. What's, what, what are you talking <laughs> about? Because the guy stopped me and he goes, hey, are those for sale yet? I was like, yeah, yes. Man. He's like, where do I get it? I said, breaking tea. Just search for OBS and Julio. He's like, I'm going to buy one right now. Perfect. Perfect. Big fan of the show. I said, thank you. The and, then I, and then I was like, wait a second. This is legitimate. Like when we write these off on tax day, that's 
advertising. It's advertising. Joe, I believe the children are our future. I am now believing in that too. Yes. Shout out to Oak City Sports Cards for sponsoring Ovius and Gilio. You, speaking of the Utes, you might actually have some old Pokemon cards. You might think they have value. Oh, you got fat Pikachu? Cool. Is it worth anything? Only one way to find out. Get it graded at Oak City Sports Cards. They, again, it's beyond just sports cards, too. Uh, it's all sorts of card memorabilia. Uh, like, I found out that those Looney Tunes upper deck sets from the late 80s, early 90s are worthless. Anything but at least deck. I know. But at least <laughs> yes, I know. Now you do. Now I know. And that's yes. what Weston can do for you. I'm also just excited because I love... This is the time of the year you go get those rookie cards. You go get those packs of cards. Get those NFL rookies. Get those quarterbacks. And, of course, the Victor Woman Yama sweepstakes hey, is man. coming. Let's it's go. almost here. Let's go. Speaking of things that are on the way, we are still dealing with some rain. We are still dealing with some heat. And you can deal with it with Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Um, now, I have I actually have to hit up Pest Authority because uh, I have my own Pest Authority. Cats. Yes. But they got a field mouse the other day. Lila caught one. Pretty sadistic in that they put the mouse in the washer. And like oh. was torturing it. Interesting. So I had to clean the washer, but that also made me go, I need to There's contact probably another mouse out there. Yes. So that's what they can do for you. Critters, baby. Yeah. Mice, bugs, termites, you name it. And that moisture barrier, that 360 moisture barrier, I'm telling you going into this winter and then we can, we're going to get all, I know it's hard to think about right now in yeah. August. We're going to get all that rain underneath my house. I'm telling you, it's made a huge difference. Mold, mildew, all those good things. I feel a thousand percent better about my home and protecting the value of your home too. We also shout out breeze through, uh, check out their various locations. We have one more tumble. I posted a photo from um, grid because we did a video thing for them for downtown last week. And a lot of people pointing out like, man, how many tumblers does Joe need? He needs all the tumblers. Cause well, you gave to away one them. to the Taylor Swift or did, does that one already accounted for? We have one left. Okay. So the Taylor Swift person has not, he's Daniel has not come in. He's already come and pick it up. Oh, so we have two left. We have two left. One is Adams and then we have two to give away. Okay, cool. What about Ken? Because he won't. Ken has not come in. That's why we have one left. We have one left. Good call. I thought we had one left. Maybe math. All right. (laughs) Uh, Do the math. Go to Breeze Through. Go check them out across the triangle. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline columnist from the News and Observer, he is Luke DeCock. Luke, what's going on, man? Good morning, fellas. Um, I have so let's let's talk about this real quick. <laughs> yes. The origin. Let's let's so this was your brass monkey. Yes, it was. I'm not gonna lie. I was buzzing yesterday after it I, I poured myself a cup in a 16-ounce thing, um, and on our one of our color changing cups, and buddy, was I feeling it. All right. I notice it's I notice it's empty, as in <laughs> it got finished. It did. I'm just happy you guys are alive. <laughs> it's mostly him. You know me at this point. Yeah, no, I tried it. Look, it didn't what, taste bad. But here's the thing: you know this about me. Both of I you know, know this about me. Once I start, I'm gonna finish. When it comes to things like alcoholic drinks and food and everything hospitality else. rooms, yeah. Oh, but yeah, of course, guys, you've seen me in a hospitality room. I'm going to close that thing out until all the Miller Light is gone. Uh, speaking of ACC things, I, I feel like this is a pretty good transition point um, in that Sam Howell's playing Monday Night Football last night. It's an opportunity for a majority of football fans to watch him on a national preseason game, and he looked good. And typically, at 98% of college football programs, you get that one dude and you try to make the most out of it. And unfortunately for Carolina in their most hyped season, Sam Howell's last season, it, it didn't play out that way. It The momentum did not carry over from that, that orange bowl appearance. And then from there, you just kind of like, Oh, well, maybe the next guy will come around. North Carolina has that though. They mo- they go from Sam Howell to Drake may. And I feel like we're right back in that spot for the Tar Heels where you've got the special talent QB who's going to play on NFL Sundays. Now you just got to make sure you made the right moves around him to make the most out of it. I guess we'll find out in less than two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some similarities. I, you know, the, 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 the thing we forget about Sam Howell's team, like, look, I mean, you can see it last night. I mean, every pass he threw that was longer than about every route that was longer than about 12 yards. He threw to De'Ami Brown. Like he, did he miss De'Ami Brown in the fall of 2021? Yeah, I think so a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Also, let's let's not – I mean, the two other things were the, – the commanders didn't run the ball particularly well, uh, but they did protect Sam Howell, which is – you know, he only really had the one time he had to leave the pocket 
Uh, that's also something that didn't happen in the fall of 2021. I, I still think that team had some pretty serious chemistry issues. I thought it would come out in the draft process. It didn't. It may down the road. So I think number one, the number one thing for Drake May, not that Sam Howell necessarily did a bad job of keeping everyone on the same page. I think the number one thing for Drake May is to be a leader who keeps everyone on the same page. And, and obviously, they had a lot of turnover on defense. I think there's some addition by subtraction there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they obviously went out and won the offseason a couple times. That doesn't always mean you get guys who are, who are players or who get along with everybody. I mean, we saw that during the Notre Dame game last year when they're fighting on the sidelines. So um, I think there's a couple of things that kind of play to Drake May's advantage that Sam Howell didn't have. And not to mention, there's some running backs there. And I don't know who's going to emerge from that room, but there's no question there's some raw talent there. Um, they've just got to kind of, you know, figure out who who's going to be his go-to receiver this year, obviously, with the, the turnover there. But I, I think he's in a good position. I don't think the expectations are as high for this. They're as high for Drake May as they were for Sam Paul. I don't think they're as high for this team as they were. We're not talking about this is the year that Mac puts it all together and they play for a national title. This is the year. You know, I think last year they had a good season. They win the division. There's a lot going on there. I feel like the level of expectation is not quite. I mean, okay. I well, here, here's where I'll push back. How here's high those expectations back. were. Here's where I'll push back on that. Drake May's not coming back next year, right? Last yeah, time I checked, he's not going back. Rhetorical question, yes. Well, okay, it's a rhetorical question. So, if not now, when? Because you only get so many cracks at this. And, and Gilio, you make this point all the time, especially for programs in this area. You look back on stuff and you said, man, that was it if you didn't do it now. And I'm not saying that Mac Brown's recruiting's falling off. I'm simply pointing out that Mac Brown's not going to be coaching forever. You don't have another kind of like QB of this ilk coming down the line last time I checked, at least not back to back to back. That's really hard to do at places not called Alabama. Even Clemson runs into these issues. I just feel like this really is a window for them. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying that Nobody is looking at this team. And they're not saying, preseason top 10 the same way that team you, was. I, yeah, as what my, this is my point. We are forgetting in this moment how high the experts, like before that Virginia Tech game, they're talking about like, you know, is the Orange Bowl the floor for this team and CFP? Nobody's saying CFP with this team. Doesn't mean it can't do it. But the level of expectations that that, 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 that team faced uh, was completely different, which means you can have a little bit of slippage and nobody's picking you apart the way they were at, at halftime of that Virginia Tech game. All they have to do is protect Drake May better than they protected Sam Howell that season. And the pieces are going to fall. There is no way in hell a Gene Chizik defense is going to be that bad two years in a row. <laughs> it's impossible. It's just, it, it, I, told, I had that conversation with Mac on your podcast in Charlotte. Yes. Mac, yes. I've never seen a Gene Chizik defense that bad. And Mac was like, well, buddy, you know, we don't, we don't expect it to happen twice. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I, I think there's a lot of upside here. I don't feel like there's that cliff that this team could fall off of like mm-hmm. 2021. And I think that puts Drake May in a much better position than Sam Howell ended up in, where all of a sudden he feels like he has to do everything because if they don't win every play, you know, their, their season's going to be a failure. I think there's a little more wiggle room here for Drake May, which is fine. He's a different kid than Sam Howell got a different personality um obviously his teammates love him you know he's a he's a gamer i mean we talked about his first conversation with with chip Lindsay was hey let's try not to get you killed this year uh you know but but he's but he's a baller and he wants he wants to do that he wants to take those hits he's i think it'd be good for him if he didn't but i just think he's in a little bit of a different situation i will say this for sam howell i thought scouts missed on him I think they evaluated the team and not Sam Howell. Yeah. I think if you give him a mulligan for 2021, he was still a first-round pick, and I think he's got a really good chance. I don't know if he'll be, you know, a great quarterback for the Commanders, but I think he'll be the kind of quarterback <laughs> who can, yeah, who can take you to the playoffs. And and the other thing about it, like I don't pretend to be like a quarterback expert, but I did think his, like to my eye, his footwork looked dramatically improved. He looked a lot more stable, a lot more composed. That was the big negative scouts looked at with him, and I think he he might have dealt with it. Which look, any good NFL offensive coach was going to fix. These guys aren't dumb, um, but it's good to see the progress. With Drake May, Luke, at what point do we start talking about him as the number one overall pick? Because we are going to get there. I just right now we're not having that conversation. It's all Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams. I'm just trying to. Are we going to have to wait till draft season for that, or is it going to be a game where he pops and it goes? Oh, wait a second. Why aren't we talking about this 6'4 guy who's really athletic as the number one overall pick instead of the 6'1 guy? Yeah, no, that's it's going to happen. And and it's going to happen on the same 
timeline that his Heisman conversation happened last season. Like, oh, hey, this kid has a really good game. We should be talking about him. Or, oh, hey, this kid has another really good game. And look, he just helicoptered over the goal line. So it was like week four or five. It was kind of after they'd recovered from the Notre Dame loss. All of a sudden, everyone's talking about, like, hey, this kid in North Carolina, this redshirt freshman, maybe North, maybe a Heisman guy. And, of course, that's when their season also fell off a cliff, you know, sort of coincidentally. But um, I do think that's sort of the progression that's going to happen. He's going to have a couple good games. The national people are going to start talking about it. Dan Orlovsky is going to do a breakdown. Oh, yeah. And then some NFL guy, one of your insiders, is going to tweet, talk to several scouts who think Drake May could be the number one pick in the draft. And then some Bleacher Report guy is going to aggregate that. And then someone else is going to do it. And there's going to be a podcast. And it's it's the same, you know, it's the same human centipede of draft okay. stuff. But it, it, that's the that's the timetable on which it's going to happen. Also, one bad game from Caleb Williams yep. is like, with mementos in the two liter bottle on this one. Yes, absolutely. And, and you might as well put the salt of ham on the, uh, on the hood of a car too. Let's, let's do all the thing, all the middle school myths from back in the day. Luke, the columnist news and observer joining us on the Easter automotive group hotline. We'll, we'll close on this last week. We get the lease agreement between PNC arena, the Centennial authority, the Carolina hurricanes, and how that impacts all the other things that we've been waiting on, the development of the arena and everything else, the improvements. I feel like we've been talking about this for years, uh, and there's been all sorts of stops and starts and everything else. We've talked about it from the perspective of what it means for the city. We've talked about it from the perspective of what it means for the Carolina Hurricanes. What we haven't spent a lot of time talking about is what exactly does this mean for NC State? Clearly, NC State's got to get something out of this. And for as much as there's a vocal minority of folks who want to complain about the tailgating aspect of it, which I think that myth has finally been put to rest, what is NC State ultimately getting out of this new lease agreement and the uh, the, the the development that's taking place in that spot? Yeah, I mean, the number one top line here is NC State's getting $300 million in arena renovations, gets a say in them, doesn't have to put a nickel in. Like, nobody's come to NC State and say, hey, you want to chip in on any of this? Now, they get money from the naming rights that's supposed to be put back into the arena. Mm-hmm. But even on that, like the locker room renovation that's that's supposed to start soon, it's supposed to be going on right now, I think. Even that, the Centennial Authority is paying above that limit for them. So they continue to get an unbelievable deal in this arena. I know state fans want to move back to Reynolds or build their own arena on Centennial Campus. Financially, this is a terrific deal for NC State. It gets better now because now you're going to get a much better arena. You're going to get recruiting enhancements. Um, you're going to get all of that without putting a nickel in. And the deal you cut, you get a five-acre tailgating zone on the south end of the arena property facing Carter-Finley, and half of any property that gets moved has got to be surface parking, not deck parking. So all the people who have PTSD from trying to get out of the Reynolds deck in 1992, I hope they will finally be quiet about this and let Raleigh move into the 21st century because this is a great deal for NC State. And the other part of it is, and this is the part I never understood, None of the lots around Carter Finley were ever going to be touched. Like, mm-hmm. like people are always freaking out. Like they're going to build a parking deck behind the Murphy Center. And it was like, you know, anyone builds a parking deck behind the Murphy Center, it's going to be state. You know, when state wanted to build an indoor practice facility, they didn't mind digging up a thousand parking spots. So yeah. uh, it's never really slowed state down. It just so the, the whole thing was kind of like a satanic panic about parking. Um, but it's a great deal for state. They get the tailgating preserved. They get all of these renovations and a say in them without putting a nickel in. and I had this conversation with Boo Corgan. This is all very hazy at this point. But in the later phases of development, as it moves closer to Carter Finley, you know, I think there's going to be an opportunity for NC State to work with Dundon or whatever developer is doing that portion of the project and build a retail store, mm-hmm. Wolfpack Club Lounge, uh, practice facility, offices. And I told Boo this if you guys don't have a building, with condos, with balconies overlooking Carter Finley to sell to the Wolfpack Club, you are doing this wrong. Like that's, this is your play. Your play is to build a basketball slash football building that is fan friendly and a revenue generator. Remember, hey, we got to add Cal and Stanford to generate revenue. Oh my God, otherwise we're not going to, you know, get to the CFP, Um, a revenue generator, but that's down the road. I mean, I know that, you know, the Dale Center is, still a good facility and all that, but yeah. it would be really nice for NC State to have a modern new basketball facility. You could do that vertically now, like Madison Square Garden. So I think that's potentially in the cards. But the other thing NC State gets is stability. Mm-hmm. Hurricanes are going to be there through 2044. If the Hurricanes ever left, 
especially sort of under these previous negotiations, NC State was going to be left holding a pretty big bag. Yeah. Because that arena does not pay for itself without the hurricanes. And people are going to be coming to NC State with their handouts. So um, there's security there for NC State as well. Is there any movement on uh, Gilio's idea to remove that lower bowl seating and get over our, you know, like the whole point was we have to have more seats yeah. at the Smith Center. So the let's original. shove them all in. And I feel like, and I, I know people want to rip Carolina for taking seats out of Keenan to make things more comfortable, but you try sitting in the weird curvature in those aluminum bleachers with the back up on your knees. Okay. And I feel it's gotten to the point now where I actually prefer sitting in the upper section, the upper level at PNC. At PNC yeah. It's much because better. I don't have, the, I'm not like confined the way you're even above the speakers. Yeah. Everything else. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely. So they have it. They have this menu is the word everyone uses of renovations okay. to choose from, from the architects and consultants to spend this $300 million. And now some of that money is going to go backstage. They got to build a bigger loading dock. They got to add more offices on the North end of the arena, blah, blah, blah. But yes, you're going to lose seats because you're going to have bars now that yeah, face the arena fun. instead of the concourse. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to watch the game from a bar. You're going to have more club type stuff. You're going to have clubs under the stands, potentially like, I mean, like I'll, I'll tell you the Islanders arena inside the bowl in Brooklyn or in uh, Belmont. Still very, very similar to PNC, that experience sort of inside the arena bowl. Mm-hmm. You go out into those concourses, there's food courts, there's atriums. The, the main entrance is like an old train station with this huge roof and escalators and stuff. That's kind of what the 2023 arena experience is now. It's not just what you do in your seats. It's what you do around your seats. And then you don't have to sit in your seat. You got a club, you got a place where you, you know, a lot of their concession stands are kind of like the priority lounges at PNC, yeah. except they're open to everybody. So you don't have to watch the game from your seat. You can go get something to eat, watch the game from there. And they're going to reconfigure, to your point, reconfigure that lower bowl. Code has changed on the number yeah. of aisles you need. So you can reconfigure that lower bowl. The, a lot of the staircases on the outer ring of the arena that connect that re, the, the one level to the two level and the three level, the code has changed again. You can take those out, and now you're going to have that arena concourse open to the outside. A rooftop deck on the 300 level is like the most overdue thing ever, overlooking yeah. Carter Finley, that whole thing. Um, and then obviously, you know, you're going to have bars and restaurants around the arena, which you don't have now. So, yes, the, 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 the fan going experience, both inside and outside the arena, is going to change drastically. I, to me, the biggest change is going to be the opportunity to watch the game from places that aren't your seat. Got it. And right yeah, now yeah, you can yeah, sort of do that in the priority lounges. That's going to be all over every level. That's what people want now. They want yeah. collision spaces and they want, and you know, NC state talks about this. You want to get back to what's in it for NC state. That's what young alumni want. You want to get young alumni more engaged with basketball. So it's not just a bunch of guys who have been members of the Wolfpack club for 75 years who don't, you know, who don't show up for the BC game. You know, you got to give them spaces that they can interact yeah. and and make it a scene. It's going to be a scene. I mean, I, that that's that's the whole point of all of this. The inside, the outside. It's to make this more of an event, and I think that's going to benefit everybody. Luke, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Hi, right, big thanks to Butcher's Market for sponsoring Ovias and Julio. We had uh, more steak and cheese. Um, social media push, baby. We got stickers and steak and cheeses. I love it, man. I love it. I love seeing it from people. I'm telling you, at the risk of Kenneth getting mad at me, so I'll just I'll just get this part out of the way. All right. Wilmington actually has sandwiches now. Okay. Down in Wilmington, go to the butcher's market, get the steak and cheese. They're now available. <laughs> that being said, I don't even feel like we have to do the ads anymore. No, 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 no. <laughs> Why are you messing with our money? I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying, don't like the money. I'm not like our use it our as an example. Listeners and viewers, come on, have carried this thing. Let's go, man. it's amazing. Come on now, come on now. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm not a- giving them a cut, but Look, that's amazing. Here's the thing with Butcher's Market. Uh, yes, the sandwiches are great. Some locations have fries, some don't. But remember, tailgating season's right around the corner. This past weekend, I felt like we got a little tease of fall. Like it, moving moving. people into campus will do that to you, man. It, but, it, but also the temperature kind of like it gave you like, ooh, ooh, it's almost there. It was crazy hot. I don't it, know what it, you're ended up, it ended about. up getting hot. I'm talking about in the morning. The mornings were actually kind of nice, right? 
So by all means, go check out Butcher's Market. They have all of your tailgating needs, getting you ready for this upcoming season. Speaking of getting ready for football season, that's why you need to go to Homefield. Check out homefieldapparel.com. We got a bunch of new drops on the way. Bomber jackets are on the way. So, hey, Florida State, Virginia Tech fans, you want to bask in the glory of what was? Rock those bomber jackets, which are coming out, what, tomorrow? Wednesday, October, uh, August 23rd. You can use the promo code OG23. Again, that's OG23 to get 15% off your order. They got new stuff coming out all the time, new drops coming out all the time, and they got what you need to get you ready for this upcoming football season. Yeah, OG23, get that discount. That's Their stuff is so good. It's awesome. Like, the quality of their stuff. I know some people might be like, oh, man, that price. Hey, listen, the quality of those hoodies. How many hoodies do I have? You have, um, like, tons of them. Too many. It's insane. Of course, but... The home field, number one on my list. Yes. All right. Matt Davis, State Farm. Check Genius. it out. Yes. The Check it out. OGinsurance.com. The OGinsurance.com. Home, auto, life, pet, business, financial services. What, what am I missing here? Matt knows it all. And he has the greatest billboard I've ever seen. Do you want to talk to an actual person? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, it was... What if you want to talk to it? Yes, I I do want to talk to an actual person. Give Matt, give me that number back, will you? You you you're itchy on the trigger finger. Nine one nine seven seven nine monkey eight two seven seven. That's nine one nine seven seven nine eight two seven seven. Matt Davis, State Farm Financial and Insurances Insurance Services. Steve Wiseman, News and Observer, AP Top 25 voter, is hanging out with us in studio. It's week zero, man. What the hell do you do for week zero? How do you judge week zero? You got two ranked games. Yeah, Notre Dame's playing Navy. Southern Cal's playing San Jose State Saturday night, which it's on, that game's on the Pac-12 Networks, which means it's not really on TV anywhere. Steve, so. see, I, that's Pac-12 Network, Pac-12 schools in the ACC. You're triggering me, man. You're triggering me. I want football to start so I don't have to worry about conference realignment conversations. <laughs> and, then, and then I went there. I went there. Didn't and you I? went there. And then you're, you're Notre Dame. I'm like, yeah, that's an NBC game. But what's their future going right. to look like? It's going to be on Peacock eventually. But I do, I, off. But anyway. I do feel at least the Notre Dame Navy game in Ireland actually is a game of some consequence. I mean, it's a traditional game between those two schools. I mean, Navy's not bad. So, right. I mean, what are you looking for in this? Right. I want to see. I want to see on Notre Dame, you know, game control. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see from that game. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out oh, all, the, all the stops the early. Deep, the deep cut from the college football playoff. <laughs> Jeez. It's, uh, you know, I want to see how Sam Hartman looks with the new the new offense, right? Yeah. The new team he's playing for. Uh, you know, that's the whole thing about that. And then, you know, Southern Cal should have no problem with San Jose State. That shouldn't be. That's more of an exhibition. than mm-hmm. The Notre Dame-Navy game could actually be competitive, mm-hmm. which is we're, we're all ready to watch competitive football so let's get going with it hell we're at this point we're ready to watch non-competitive football well, it, well, it's, it's interesting yeah at this point that's why they call it week, a week zero i do feel that this is you have to be a true there's a reason why this um this meme has taken over and there's a whole personality around it sickos like yes. sickos football that's what week zero is for these weird special exemption games which notre dame gets to go play in ireland mm-hmm. uh and hawaii gets it because of the easing of travel, because they got to come to the mainland all the time, and that has all sorts of logistical nightmares. So I get the concept of week zero, but at some point here with the expansion of the college football playoff, week zero is probably going to become a true week one, because if you're going to expand, you're going to have more games, there's going to be on-site college football playoff games at home stadiums instead of neutral sites. We're we're going to start before Labor Day, so it's it's weird NCAA rules that put us in this situation. It is, and I think you're right. That's that's a very good point. That zero is going to get promoted to one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> finally, <laughs> yes, finally, and then we'll we'll zero be August fifteenth, or you know maybe that's know. what we'll do. But they are going to have to stretch it back that way because they don't want to go too far into that spring semester and make mm-hmm. make football a two semester sport. That's a big. The third rail with the NCAA president. I think you so. start college football around the same time the pumpkin spice stuff starts showing up in the grocery stores. And that was in, this week, in right? Early August. No, actually, be, before, <laughs> before that, yeah. it actually happens. I think what well, sometimes after July Fourth, you start seeing the pumpkin beers at the shelf, man. At my local Dunkin' this week, they were they they said, "Would you like a pumpkin spice latte?" And I said, "No, I no. would not." Right now, eventually, I will. 
This is not the time. I'm ready for football. I'm not <laughs> ready for pumpkin spice. What what I'm curious about is how do you and other voters judge what you're going to see out of Michigan potentially over the next three weeks? Uh, he has a self-imposed, where the school, Michigan, has self-imposed a three-game suspension for their head coach, Jim Harbaugh, over dead period recruiting violations and work workouts related to what happened back in, in the pandemic back mm-hmm. in 2020, 2021. And it's, it, it goes beyond just the cheeseburger thing, but I do think it's hilarious that the <laughs> NCAA is on record to Nicole Auerbach saying it's not about cheeseburgers. cheeseburgers. Y'all you look up Streisand effect. You'll <laughs> learn a lot from that, but how do you judge a team that doesn't have its head coach? These are non-conference games that he's going to be missing. ECU right. is one of those games. Yes. These are these are this is a lead up for the difficult conference slate. How do you judge that? Yeah, they're, they're opening with the fighting ECU Gilios. Right? Yes, yes, <laughs> the Gilio family pirates. That's right. Um, I, you know, I, I look at it in two ways. Like these are th- three games, they should take care of business. This shouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. So if it gets into the second half and there's squirrely things going on. Okay, I'm going to give them a little side eye, like, all right, what's going on there, right? Then I remember their head coach isn't there. So it shouldn't come down to game planning. They should be able to beat these teams all, you know, all credit to ECU, but they mm-hmm. should be able to beat them on town alone, right? Mm-hmm. So if it if it gets into game plan, then you got a problem. But then also, like, as I go forward, you know, I always look back, how does the team establish itself? Who are they? What's their identity? Well, it's going to take a little while longer to figure yeah. out what their identity is probably because they're going to be without, without Harbaugh. So um, it might impact it further into the year. I mean, let's say if they lose one of them, I wouldn't ding them as bad as bad, right? Mm. They'll, they'll drop of course, but I might say, all right, well, what kind of game was it? Do I have a lot of turnovers, a lot of penalties? Okay. Well, you know, you're out your head coach, whatever. but it's week zero. So we're actually, no, and Michigan actually one. plays in week one. Yeah. So are you are you thinking about moving up or moving down or just giving them the benefit of the doubt with that? I would give them the, I, if they lost, I'll move them down. Well, no, it, lo- losing is its own thing. Yes, losing yes. is its own. But its own um, thing. if they, yeah, if they struggle, mm-hmm. I won't. I might move them down, but I wouldn't, wouldn't move them down as much. Okay, maybe one or two spots, maybe instead of four or five. Like because I again, when I do my first regular season poll with actual games, mm-hmm. it's going to look dramatically different than my preseason poll. Yeah. Someone based on what I saw on the field. Yeah. Tying it back to our first conversation when the AP preseason top 25 came out and we'll actually close on this. Remind me again, who your ACC teams were in the ranking. Florida state at eight Clemson at nine Carolina at 25. Okay. Which ACC school do you think that you don't have ranked in the top 25? Which one do you think will end the season? In the top 25. In the season, okay. And the season <laughs> in the top 25. I think, all right, so NC State and Pitt both have a chance. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to mention Louisville because their schedule's so easy, but that's going to prevent them from getting into the poll because they're not going to beat anybody. Right, it's going to get people's attention. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to need a ton of wins banked for you to finally put them in the top Correct. 25. Like Duke last year, yes. right? Duke didn't never got in the poll, even mm-hmm. though they went eight and four because they didn't beat anybody of consequence, mm-hmm. right? So that's the same thing with Louisville this year. So that knocks them out, I think, of this conversation. So then it's NC State and Pitt. NC State has a chance to get in faster than Pitt does. Okay. Because they play Notre Dame second week. And after that, they're going to be favored in every game until Clemson mm-hmm. in late October. Mm-hmm. So if they can win all those games and, and play Notre Dame well, close loss maybe, if they win, obviously they're going to get in. If they play the close loss... That may get them in if they start racking up. If they're like six and one going into Clemson, they're going to be ranked. Okay. So that, that's not the end of the season, I guess. That's it. But I think they have a better chance because Pittsburgh doesn't have anybody until they play Notre Dame in like October. They have Cincinnati and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't have anybody that's going to get any attention. I feel like the opposite question, who's not going to be ranked, would be a really, really bad sign for the ACC. <laughs> North Carolina floating in and out of the top 25, I can see that happening. But if you're telling me either Clemson or Florida State finishes the season out of the top 25, I'm asking you, who got fired? That's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. And that's that's Jim Phillips. But <laughs> <laughs> Jim Phillips might just go to, uh, to Graham Neff and be like, buddy, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> Steve Wiseman, AP Top 25 voter. All right, man, it's here. Football's being played. Let's do it. Let's get excited about it. We'll talk to you next week. All right.
Do you miss being an AP voter? Um, yeah, yeah right. I like doing it. Which, how would how would you handle week zero? Weeks weeks. Oh man, week zero. <laughs> Nobody really plays an interesting game. That's the in thing week about week zero. week zero. Week zero is a weird time, man. I don't I don't necessarily like. I get it. People are happy for it, but it's almost like sicko. If you're a, if you're a football sicko, you're all about some week zero. Yeah, like the people who are tweeting about Saturday, I'm not leaving my couch. I think it would be fun to see Sam Hartman, almost like a preseason game. Like, oh, look, he's like in the NFL now. Like, yeah. look at him in his new uniform. But and that game to me will be interesting because I have a rule in general. You never bet against the military academies in bowl games. And this feels like a bowl game to me. And this, that's a pretty big number. So I would take Navy in the points. But that's what would get me interested in week zero gambling. So big thanks to Hometown Realty. Check them out. Online, myhtr.com. Give me a call at 919-550-7355. Buy a house, sell a house. They got agents across the triangle. They understand the nuances of this market. It's a weird time in the real estate in the real estate market right now. So you it's crazy. need like legit yeah, guidance on this. Don't try to do it yourself. Get some experts around here. Make it happen. Barry Woodard's team, more than 200 agents, six locations. You think they know what they're talking about? I think so. I think I think so too. I think so. That's not how you grow your business by uh, not knowing what you're doing. So myhtr.com or give Barry a call. 919-550-7355. Also, people, speaking of people who know what they're doing, Whitaker and Hamer, they've got uh, offices all over all the G's. North Carolina. All the G's are covered. Check them out. You know, you know how they know what they're doing? They have the best website ever. wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Uh, small business, uh, you've got some uh, estate issues that you want to knock out, any sort of legal issues, attorneys and counselors at law at wh.lawyer. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, supporters of this program, we can't thank them enough. They are OG OGs, as they you are. like to say. They are. They are OG OGs. Speaking of OG OGs, Anthony over at Oakwood Pizza Box is an OG OG. Oakwood Pizza Box, uh, our pizza night's coming up. It's already filled up. I'm excited about what we're going to be doing I'm ready in about for a it. month. I'm ready for it. Very excited about it. Uh, go check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. Let's get to some of those Hey Joe questions on Twitter from Daniel. Hey Joe, how come they don't make sports movies for kids anymore? <laughs> In the 90s, every sport got its own kids movie. Sandlot, Little Giants, Mighty Ducks, Air Bud with wilder and wilder plots. How are we going to forget Angels in the, the Outfield? outfield. Angels in the outfield. Do you know how you like to get mad at me when I bring up the fact that they moved the time of the World Series and that affected yes, fandom I, for baseball? That's one of your yeah, it's one yeah, of your you worst like takes. to get mad at me it's about that. One of your that. worst takes, honestly. I think Daniel's onto something here. We gotta make more kids movies. We don't, there we have a, a dearth of kids movies, mm-hmm. and what is this generation currently lacking? Sports fans. Huh? Uh huh. Uh huh. Can I add this to my late start time on the World Series pantheon? Well, I feel like honestly, I feel like this is uh, setting up for our other Hey Joe question uh, from. No, this this is from Zach uh, in honor of fantasy football. Which Zach, by the way, yeah, congratulations, congrats, man! <laughs> congratulations, man! They just had their second child. Apparently, uh, you've decided to give your second child a cursed existence by listening to us. The first sounds <laughs> no, ever are I, our voices. I also DM'd you, Zach. Hit me back, and we'll we'll yeah. take care of you. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna make OG care package. package. So, uh, in honor of fantasy football drafts getting ready across the nation, what are your top five top five lists? I've done this in the past. I've done a Mount Rushmore of Mount, Mount Rushmore Rushmore's. topics. Yep. <laughs> you essentially the way that I've I've positioned it is you know that the sports talk host that day doesn't feel like working if dot 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 and there's a Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmore topics. Sports movies is one of them. Yes. Okay. Your top sports movies of all time is a Mount Rushmore topic. There's also the Mount Rushmore list. I put that I put Mount Rushmore on the Mount Rushmore of sports radio topics in the summer. Do you have any others? I think the one we did about calls and NC State fan complaints. Uh, that was a Mount, like but that was but that was a Mount Rushmore of NC State complaints. So that that yeah. is in the Mount Rushmore of Mount but Rushmores. I think you're complaining, yeah. Adding See, your I, list of complaints is on the top five list of lists. The other the other two are or bucket songs. lists. There's bucket list. There's yeah. what's the one sporting event you've never been to but you want to. And of course, there's always the Father's Day show where oh. you talk about how, and I'm not, I'm not dismissing no. this because I'm a sports man, sports fan because of my dad and my grandfathers. So my dad dragged me to all these sporting events and just like you were dragged to all these sporting events. And that's how you become a sports fan by force sometimes because you have no other options. But my point is 
the Father's Day special where you, you know, what? tell me your best dad moment of sports and all this other stuff. And you get people calling in like Tom yeah. Rinaldi. Exactly. The, the, the piano starts to play and everything else. So that's, that's, that's definitely on the list. All right. I think we got time for, uh, for two more. Uh, this one comes from Micah. This actually is in your wheelhouse. Hey Joe, since you're all are now 50 after 50 shows, what topics <laughs> will bring out your most boomer takes? And we just hit it. It's your favorite. We just hit it. The, it's my the favorite. Start time stuff. Love to argue you with that. love to argue the start time stuff. I do. Because it's true. I don't know why you I don't know why you don't think there's a correlation. I'm trying to think of what my biggest boomer take is now that I think about it. Your bootstraps. Anytime you get into those bootstraps. Yeah, you're right. You're, I, I was I was just about <laughs> to say there's moments That's where true. I start like, well, just back do it. in my day. You just do it. What's the problem? And lastly, uh, trigger warning for some of you dudes out there. OG does bachelorette parties. This is from LK. Uh, the OG sticker made an appearance at a bachelorette party with a headband that had a couple of dicks. But as I said, what do you call a couple dudes talking? A podcast. podcast. So I feel like that could be our new logo. Why does just okay? a couple just a couple dicks talking? Why doesn't OK have any cups? That's what I asked, actually. Okay. I actually well, I want to know what was going on with the pennies too. Is that a thing that I don't know? I haven't, okay. I haven't uh, chaperoned a bachelor party in quite some time. I retired after the last time my friend Anita, who I was chaperoning for the bachelor party, bachelorette party threw up in the back of my car. Your car gets, that was the Cougar. Cougar had seen some action back in the day, man. And not in the way that you think, Oh yeah, show gets some action. No, <laughs> that Cougar has been thrown on, thrown up in multiple times. It's not it's what not- you think. It's not the Cougar you think it is. <laughs> I'm not even hitting the brass monkey and we lost control of the show. And on that note, we'll see you tomorrow. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home, and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.